episode 111. When you look like your customers, great things happen. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you in the new year. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you. So I understand you were in Chicago recently. We talked about one great experience in last week's podcast, but you said there was another tremendous experience. And in the brief conversation leading up before we hit the record button for this, you said, I took the stage and I didn't know what to say, which to uh, most of us sounds like a harrowing experience for a speaker. So tell us the story. Well, uh, it happened, and it has only happened three times in my life. Uh, I was there to speak to the uh, key managers, several hundred people, of ComEd, and ComEd is the huge utility based in Chicago. They've got 4 million customers, uh, 12,000 square miles is their coverage area, 90,000 miles of transmission lines, and it is a remarkable utility. Uh, forget any thought you might have about an old stodgy utility, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in the future. But uh, I, I still remember the first time I stood on a stage, looked out at the audience, and I didn't know what to say, and I got goosebumps. And uh, that was when I was talking to Johnson & Johnson Consumer in New Jersey. Uh, they brought me in, and uh, they had a huge atrium uh, filled with a couple of thousand people, and their CEO got up to speak for about 15 or 20 minutes. Then I was doing my keynote speech, and then all the senior leaders were serving a huge barbecue lunch to these couple of thousand people. And so after uh, the CEO, Michael Sneed, uh, spoke, uh, introduced me, I, I walked onto the stage, I looked out at the audience, and I didn't know what to say because I just immediately knew the reason for their incredible success. And the next time it happened, I was with uh, Strayer University talking to their key people. I took the stage and I looked out and I got, boom, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I got that same, I, I immediately knew why they were so successful. And the other time it happened was Sonic Drive-Ins talking to their, I don't know, two or 3,000 uh, franchisees from across the country. I stood on the stage and I just realized why they were so incredibly successful and I really didn't know what to say. So... So I'm introduced uh, at ComEd. I take the stage and I look out, and all of a sudden, I I know why they are so incredibly successful because they look exactly like their customers. Uh, there were lots of young, eager managers. There were a lot of tribal elder managers. There were a lot of white faces. There were lots of African-American faces, Asian faces, Hispanic faces. They look exactly like their customer. And it is a most remarkable story. What I love most about it is I get to talk 
about a woman CEO. She is absolutely unbelievable. Her name is Anne Pramagiori. She's the president and CEO of ComEd. Her story is great. She went to Miami University in Ohio, got a degree in theater. Then she went to work uh, in retail department stores as a buyer. Something spoke to her, and she went back and got a law degree. And then she went to ComEd as an attorney. Very quickly in 2006, became VP and then president and CEO in 2012. And since she's taken over, in term, they measure everything. They metric and measure everything. This is the utility uh, where everybody wants to work. In terms of customer service, off the charts. Financial performance, off the charts. Employee engagement, off the charts. Community service, off the charts. Uh, as one person in the company told me, we've gone from being an old, gray, staid company where people came and put their time in to a company where everybody wants to be. Uh, Anne is also uh, the deputy chairwoman of the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. And I just love to see women and minority members, African-Americans, Hispanics, uh, uh, everybody have an opportunity. And, and so I started wondering, how in the world has she gotten this company to look like their customers? And I decided that probably it's happened in some measure because she's a woman. And so I, I went on a search for some numbers, Dale. You know, 52% of all professional jobs in the United States today – are held by women, more than men. 52% of all professional jobs are held by women. But only 15% of CEOs are women, 8% of top earners are women, and 5% of Fortune 500 CEOs are women. There's only five black CEOs at Fortune 500 companies. Only 2% are Hispanic. And I go, there's something wrong with this picture. And it reminded me of another story, and I will not identify this other company. Uh, I, I identify great companies. I don't identify bad companies. Uh, but about a year and a half ago, I was hired to do a speech uh, in America's Midwest, a big company, a $5 billion company. And as I stood up to begin my speech, I looked out at the room. There were 200 top leaders. There was not one woman in the room, not one. Uh, there was not one ethnic face in the room. They were all white. And they were all well into their 50s. And you're going, no wonder this company is struggling. They don't look like their customers. I mean, all of these people, I mean, are about to be retired soon. What in the heck is going to happen to this company? And so over the years, uh, as part of our research, uh, we've done some studying of everybody says they want to have a diverse company. They want to look like their customers. But it just doesn't happen. And privately, people confide to me, it's just so hard. And they all say, our hearts and our heads are in the right place, but we're having difficulty looking like our customers. Well, I would suggest the following pathway to really looking like your customers. Number one, I really think it begins in the heart and not in the head. Uh, when you feel it in your heart first and your heart meets your head, you come to have a mindset that says that everyone has rare and special gifts and talents. That's the first thing that you truly have to take on board. You can't say we have to have diversity here because it's required. You can't say we have to have diversity here because it's the right thing to do. You have to feel, truly believe that everyone 
has rare and special gifts and talents. Number two, you have to be intentional in your hiring. You truly have to reach out to uh, women. You've got to reach out to African-Americans. You've got to reach out to Asians. You've got to reach out to Hispanics. You've got to reach out to those people who maybe have a, a disability. It has to be intentional. It, it, it can't be something you talk about at a quarterly meeting of all of your managers saying, we've got to do better with this. You truly have to be intentional in everything you do. Number three, you have to have a story that would appeal uh, to a diverse community. And the story has to be a story of what you do and a story of why you've been called to be an inclusive organization. I think that's got to be a key part of the story. And then four, in these companies, it's always about listening to and providing people a plan forward for their advancement. It's always saying, where do you want to end up? I mean, where, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And how can we help you as a company? Not only you help us as an employee, but how can we help you get there? And so if you're truly going to have a company or an enterprise that looks like your customers, number one, you got to have to have a mindset that says that everyone has rare and special gifts and talents. And it's part of your responsibility to uncover those. Number two, it's about being intentional in your hiring. Number three, it's about outreach and telling and selling your story of inclusion. And finally, it's about listening and providing people a plan forward for their advancement. During the years, Dale, I've run into hundreds, if not thousands of leaders who have said, in essence, you know, I came up the hard way. And when you come up the hard way, that's what steals you for the top job. I'm not going to coddle anybody. I'm not bringing anybody along. I mean, it's tough out there and only the tough survive. That is a, a dinosaur mentality. It just, it doesn't work anymore. Talk about the level of success that you see these businesses where you look out and you see the customers in the audience. What's the level of success that you see? Well, one of the books uh, that is on the burner, it's not the next book, but one of the books that's on the burner is uh, uh, our, our research demonstrates that diversity is not only the the right thing to do, but it's also the profitable thing to do. Uh, we have charted the financial performance of companies, and the more diverse companies are, the better they do financially. And ergo, it's because they look like their customers. So uh, that's beyond a hypothesis. It's a hypothesis that we've proven so far. We haven't found any contradictory evidence to get in the way. So, but But I don't think you can come to it by saying it's the right thing to do financially. I, I think that's a result of what happens when your head meets your heart and you say, we just have to be a more diverse organization. Yeah. And that's why I use that word success carefully, because I think that's all encompassing for attracting and, and keeping great employees and attracting and keeping great customers. And, and then obviously the profitability piece is a, uh, is a result of all of that. I'll tell you what, it's just uh, very rewarding every time I get to meet uh, um, a woman, 
an African-American, a Hispanic and Asian CEO, uh, I, I think they bring something special to the table. Jason, if we value everyone and realize that we all have, bring gifts and talents to the table, if we're intentional about diversifying the team so that they look like, the people look like our customers, and we have a relevant story to tell that appeals to a diverse audience about our why, and we provide a plan forward for advancement, it's really a game-changing approach for our businesses. Thank you for that. Any final words? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's a brand new year. I mean, if you're listening to these podcasts in order, and so improve yourself. Uh, I would suggest that you uh, pick up the reinventors. Uh, a new year is all about embracing change, going forward, bringing it on. I think the book will help. Thank you, Jason Jennings, the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in demand business speakers in the world. To find out how you can arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees and availability, be sure to check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click on the contact button, follow the instructions. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.